Father, I just thank you so much, Lord, that I am a vessel and you are the treasure inside of it. So we just honor you and we give you all of the glory this morning, God, because it's all about you. It's all about what you're doing in the realm of the earth. It's all about your gospel. And I thank you for your love for every person in this room this morning. I thank you, God, that you were willing to come down to the earth. God, that all glory of heaven would dwell in the earth with us. Thank you, God, that people may look down at us, that our boss may look down at us and our friends may look down at us, but you came down so that you could look face to face, that you could show that you really, really love us. So we love you back this morning and we'll give you all glory and praise. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm excited. You know, when I get nervous, I just remember that I'm excited and then it doesn't matter. Amen. So today I want to continue the series that Pastor Kyle has been preaching on. Uh, it is Unstoppable. How many have been enjoying this series? Yeah. Hallelujah. Me too. Hallelujah. So today I want to talk to you about unstoppable power, right? What does that look like in a church? What does that look like in our lives as Christians, as believers? Amen. So I don't know if y'all remember when you were growing up, I'm sure you did this. If you didn't, you didn't have a childhood. Okay. So do you remember getting into a pool with all of your friends, with all your cousins, and you just started circling around, circling around and swimming around and you formed a whirlpool. And then all of a sudden the current is so strong that you can literally let go of your feet and it would just take you. Right? Yes. So today I want to talk unstoppable power what does unstoppable power look like have you ever tried to actually like swim against the current it was really really hard right especially when you have a lot of people going round and round when you try to go against it it's really really hard and unstoppable power can only be experienced in our lives if we're willing to go against the current but what does that current look like the current can be a traditions culture thoughts feelings you know there's so much so much in this world that that if you just say okay i'll go with what everybody else is doing with what everybody else thinks is right it's just so much easier you can literally let go of your feet and it'll just take you you know the world will just take you in a minute the culture will just take you in a minute for you to really live what god has for your life Sometimes it'll look like you're fighting against currents. Amen? See, we serve a God that has unstoppable power. He's mighty. He's sovereign. Let me tell you something. When Jesus was crucified and died and was put inside of the grave, not only there was a stone that covered the entrance to the grave, but they actually, the, the historians say that it was sealed with a clay. It was sealed with a substance so that nobody could break in. Because you know, the religious leaders, they knew about Jesus prophesying that he was going to resurrect and everything. So they made sure it was very well sealed. And they made sure there was people, there was God in front of it guarding so that nobody could try to steal Jesus body and say that he resurrected they were really serious about this thing they didn't want you know people believing this Jesus thing but Jesus not only did he resurrected through the power the unstoppable power of God but his power was not stopped by the clay around the stone he was not stopped by the guards his power is unstoppable and we serve this God hallelujah he's a God that chose to put his unstoppable power inside of us 
And so we are unstoppable. Amen? Listen, show me a church that understands the power. I will show you a church that is unstoppable. So can you just look at your neighbor now full of boldness and faith and tell him nothing can stop you? Now louder, say nothing can stop God's plans in your life. Hallelujah. You got some faith this morning, amen? Hallelujah. So I want to talk about two things that power will bring in your life, okay? And then I'm going to share how to activate that power. So first, what are the two fruits of power? Power will, number one, birth miracles. Say this with me, miracles. And two, it'll birth endurance. Say endurance. That's right. So power will bring miracles and endurance to all believers, If you're taking notes, put that down to all believers. Because sometimes we're looking up to the apostle. We're looking up to the prophet. We're looking to the evangelist. We're saying, God, I know there's people that received the gift of healing. But the Bible says in Mark 16 that these signs will follow all those who believe. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will see them recover. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. This is a commission to all of us. And I know that God is calling Dominion Church to rise up higher to where not only does Pastor Kyle prophesy, not only does Stephanie lay hands on the sick, but that every single one of us will go out wherever we go, guys, that they will see Jesus, that they will see what the kingdom of God looks like in power. Because the Apostle Paul said that his kingdom is not a matter of words, but a matter of power amen so we believe in this power and we see it in Jesus name and so it'll produce miracles and it'll produce endurance right let me tell you something when I read the book of Acts not only do I see the Apostle Paul casting out a spirit of divination not only do I see the Apostle Paul um, heal the sick heal the lame and do mighty miracles work healings and all that stuff but you know what I see as well I see a man who was arrested and shipwrecked three times beat stoned and left for dead but still got back up and continue to preach and continue to lay hands and continue to do the works of God not knowing if that would be the last time he would do it and so you know what sometimes I know it's hard when you're doing something for God when you're coming to church it seems like it is harder than before it seems like the adversity starts coming your way but if you're willing to go against the current you're gonna do mighty things for his name amen so power inside of you not only does it produce miracles but it produces perseverance it produces perseverance hallelujah we thank you Jesus you know I know there's many marriages in this room that you're barely making it through right now. It feels like all hell is breaking loose against you, against your spouse, against your family. But God is saying, just hold on. Just plant your feet. Do not give in to the current that's coming against it because the enemy's trying to do it for evil, but God is turning it for good. And let me tell you something, if you will just hold on, hold on, God is gonna do what he said he will do resist the current resist it that's why his power is inside of you holy spirit we thank you 
And so my message is really short this morning. I just really want to expound a little bit on the three points on how to activate unstoppable power. So if you're taking notes, the first point that I have is plant your feet. How to activate God's power in your life. Plant your feet. You know, about two years ago, God gave me a prophetic word, and and I never heard God's voice so clearly like that day. I remember like he was today. He said, I know a generation that will do what the Bible says that you can do, that will see what the Bible says that they can see because they plant their feet, because they stand on my word. That is the difference. You know, you look at these big generals, these big names of faith, the people like Smith Wigglesworth and Catherine Coleman. You know what? The only difference between them and you, it's not that there's something special, something more than you. It's the only fact that they chose to stand on the word. They not only read the word, they believe and they speak it and they believe that they will see it and they stand on it. That is the difference. So plant your feet. You know, there's two examples in the Bible I want to give this morning so that you kind of see what I'm trying to go, where I'm trying to go. is um, the person that wavered and didn't plant their feet and the one that did. I want you to think about the story of Peter when he was in the boat and he sees Jesus upon the waters and Jesus calls him out. You know, when Peter is looking at Jesus, he actually did walk on water. We don't give him enough credit for it, right? He actually did walk on the water as he was looking at Jesus. He was focused on Jesus. But it is when he began to pay attention at everything else that was going around, around him and all the waves going on around him is when he began to sink. So he let go. He was splinted and all of a sudden he let go because of the current that was going around him. Because of all the whirlpool. And then I want to share with you the story of Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41 through 45. If you can put that up there for me. I love this story. This this shows exactly the kind of faith that we need to have. Let's read this together. It says, and Elijah said to Ahab, go eat and drink for there is the sound of heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant, and went up, he went up and looked. There is nothing there. Listen, before we read any further, he said there was sound of rain. He could hear the sound of rain. Could he really hear the sound of rain? He just said, there's nothing there. The servant came back and said, Elijah, you crazy? You crazy? You told me you hear the sound of rain, but I went there and there's no rain. How can you say that you hear the sound of rain? And he says, there is nothing there. He said, seven times. Elijah said, go back. Go back. But there is nothing there. You said you, said you could hear it. But I went, and there's no rain. Go back. Go back seven times. We don't need to keep going. Well, bottom line is, it rained. Amen? It rained. You know, sometimes we don't see the promise of God fulfilled because we let go in the first, in the second, on the third time. When God is saying, didn't you believe that I said it's going to rain? Seven times it took. Don't give up. Whatever it is that God spoke over you, don't give up. Don't give up. Elijah said seven times, 
go back. When he said, I can hear the sound of rain, he wasn't lying. He was prophesying. So look at your neighbor and say, I wasn't lying, I was prophesying. <laughs> Come on. Love it. Every, every time somebody asks me, you sick? I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Amen? I mean, I'm not lying. I'm prophesying because the Bible says it's my inheritance. Amen? So I'm going to speak it. No matter if it's going to be once, two times, three times, seven times, 70 times, seven. I believe what his word says. Amen? And this is what we're being called to. Hallelujah. Activating unstoppable power. Point number two is confess and shut up. Look at your neighbor and tell him. Confess and shut up. You know, we say we believe what the Bible says, but the Bible says that what our heart is full of, what our mind is full of, is what we're going to speak. And so your confession actually shows what you believe in. Right? You can tell me you believe in it all you want. If you ain't speaking it, that shows me you don't believe in it. Amen? My mind's just going everywhere. Praise God. I love this message. I get passionate about it. So confess and shut up. Proverbs 18, 20 through 21. Let's read this together. It says, from the fruit of his mouth, a man's belly is filled. With the harvest from his lips, he is satisfied. Life and death are in the power of what? Of what? And those who love it will eat its fruit. See, it's talking about fruit. Fruit is something that is produced, right? It's the, the result of something that was produced. What you speak produces something in the spiritual realm and produces something in the physical realm. What you speak produces something. So speak it until it's produced. Do you stop watering your plant just because you don't see the fruit on the first day? You keep watering it. And guess what? Water represents the word of God. Hallelujah. Water is the word of God. So you keep speaking it over the circumstance until you see it fully produced. Amen. So speak it. It is producing. The Bible actually says that, that his words do not return void. It says that what he speaks will produce, will do what it was sent to do. If you just know that. If you just know that, you will plant your feet, you will confess, and you will shut up. You know why? Because if you understand that also the bad things that you speak produce something, my God, you will stop complaining, you will stop saying the opposite result of what you want to see. You know, I actually seen this thing on YouTube, pretty cool. They did a, a rice experiment. I can't give the credit to the guy that actually invented it because I don't remember his name. But a lot of people are doing it right now uh, is they get two jars, two glass jars, and they put rice inside of both of them, right? And then they label one of them um, the positive jar or the loved jar and the other one the negative or the hated jar. And then for 30 days, the person speaks only negative things to the negative jar and only positive things to the positive jar. So example, to the positive one, you'd say, I love you. You are beautiful. You're going to accomplish something. You know, God is going to do mighty things in your life. And then the other one, just negative stuff. I hate you. You're not going to amount to anything. All of that stuff. And guess what? After 30 days, when I take it out of the fridge, the negative one is black, molded, 
completely ruined. And the other one is white. It's good. So, you know, sometimes I feel like we don't actually believe the power and the authority that God has given us. You know, sometimes the world, the witchcraft, the other religions, they believe in this thing more than us. Because even without the power and the word of God, this thing actually works. Now imagine if you combine that authority that was given to every son and daughter of God with the power, the resurrection power that was given us. My God, my God. What if you woke up and you began to prophesy to that husband of yours? You're a mighty man of God and I'm going to see God doing you what he said he would do, my God. Because I speak it by faith, I know it. Even if I have to say it once, twice, three times, four times, it doesn't matter. Plant your feet, confess it, and shut up. Stop saying, God, I can't do this anymore. This man. Stop it. Shut up. Confess and shut up. Stop saying, oh, my body aches. Oh my God, this, you know, I know it hurts, man, but keep speaking it and shut up. Don't say anything contrary to God's word because it's producing something. It's producing something. I know you can't see it, but it's producing something. That's faith. Faith is the substance of the things hoped for. You can't see it, but you know it's there. Amen. And also about all of this, I have to mention James 1, 6 through 8. I don't have it up there, but, but what James is saying is that the double-minded person should not expect to receive anything from God. A double-minded person is a person that wavers between two opinions. Amen? So listen to me. If you want to see God's promise fulfilled, okay, and you want to see it quickly, stop wavering between two opinions. Because you're canceling what you said before when you start confessing the opposite. Stop wavering. Decide that you're going to stand for it. Confess and shut up. Now the third and my favorite point is remind Dory. Do you have my selfie up there? How many of y'all know Dory from Finding Nemo? Remind Dory, that's me. That's a picture of me. I have a terrible memory and my husband will tell you that. I can't remember what I ate for breakfast this morning, but it's all right. The Holy Spirit will remind you of all things, amen? <laughs> so remind Dory, what do you need to activate unstoppable power in your life is you need to remind yourself of God's promises every day, amen? Now I'm going to show you another picture is what Dory, me, had to do when the Lord started dealing with me about his promises that I had forgotten. Is I wrote them all down and I, I glued it to my wall. I mean, you do whatever you got to do, right? In Deuteronomy 6, it says this. I, I don't have it up there, but it says, These commandments that I give you today are to be on your heart. Impress them on your children. Talk about it when you sit. When you walk on the road, when you lie down, when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands, bind them on your foreheads, write them on your door frames. I mean, do whatever you gotta do. Put them everywhere. Put them on your mirror. Put them on your walls. Do whatever you gotta do to remind yourself that you woke up not to survival, but to revival. That's what we're called to every day. Amen? Amen. Do whatever you gotta do, but remind that door inside of you 
of what God promised you. Amen. If that's scriptures, if that's the prophetic word you receive that you're going to preach, that you're going to be an event, I don't care. Remind yourself every day because then when the enemy hits you, you're going to know it's coming. It's coming. His glory is coming. Um, Psalm 103, 1 through 6, that's actually the passage that I have for reminding Dory. It says, praise the Lord, O my soul, my inmost being, praise his holy name hallelujah praise the lord my soul and what say forget not forget not all his benefits why would the bible tell us to not forget of his benefits because god knows we forget a bunch of stuff right he knows we do i mean life is too crazy it's too busy you know the enemy just lies on us all the time but god says forget not all of my benefits and it, it, there's like a big list of his benefits. It says, he forgives all your sins. You know what? How many, wait, how many of y'all have ever like just laying down on your couch or something and all of a sudden the enemy just throws that image on your mind of 10 years ago when you were in the club partying or watching porn or whatever and you just begin feeling condemnation rising inside of you and you're like, what the word? That was 10 years that all of a sudden I wasn't even thinking about it and it just popped there. Because God, guys, he's trying to stop you. He's trying to stop you with condemnation, but God's word is saying, forget not his benefits. He forgives all your sins. I mean, everybody knows that. You grew up knowing that Jesus washed away your sin. And then all of a sudden you just bound in this shame again and this condemnation again. Just remind yourself every day there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. God. And then the second one, it says, it says, he's the one who heals all your diseases. Yeah. You know, I kind of oscillated all my life between, you know, seeing miracles and then falling into culture again and seeing miracles and falling into culture again. And, and you know what God keeps saying? Just keep reminding yourself that the Bible says that by his stripes you are healed, that he bore all sickness. He bore all pain. He took your place. You know why he bled so much on that cross? You know why there was nails? You know why there was so many stripes on his back? Because on that cross he was taking cancer. He was taking arthritis. He was taking all that stuff so that you don't have to go through it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when it's saying here that forget not all of his benefits. If you study that word benefits actually means all that he deserves. All that he deserves. You know what? Maybe you don't deserve. You don't. You don't. You don't deserve anything. But he deserves. He deserves that you be healed. He deserves that your marriage is awesome. He deserves that you live an abundant life because he paid for it. So we do it for him. It's his reward. You know, we always say this in the proclamations. We say that we want to see Jesus get his full reward. And that's what we live for. Amen. That's what we wake up for. And so remind yourself of his promises. You know, life will make you forget it. The enemy will make you doubt and your feelings will make you question. But keep pushing forward. Keep swimming against that current. If I can have uh, Brooke come play something for us. You know, church, this, this message is just alive in me because there are so many things that I have forgotten that I knew 
that he showed me and I forgot. And he has been reminding me every single day what he spoke. And I want to speak over this church because I believe that Dominion Church is being called, like I said before, to a higher standard. We're being called to a season where we actually realize, we really realize the power that we possess. And we actually realize that, that we're not called to do what everybody else is doing. We're not called to be like Elevation, like Bethel. Like we're not called to be like, and it doesn't matter. They're Holy Spirit filled, amen. But we're called for something unique. God has something unique for Dominion Church. You know why? Because the people that are sitting in these fields right now are unique. You possess something unique that nobody else has. But you also possess unstoppable power. And a church that is unstoppable is made of people that are unstoppable. Because you realize the power that you carry, amen? Keep going against the current. Keep going again. Look at your neighbor and just tell them one more time. Keep going against the current. You know, many people chose to go with the current because it's just easier. I was talking to Pastor Kyle about this on the phone last night. Or, see, my memory is terrible, y'all. Sometime this week. Amen. I was talking to him about this is that we see that many churches right now are being closed. And... I just know, I just, it, it hurts me in my heart, it hurts me in my spirit because I know that it was people that were constantly trying to please the people that were sitting in the pews, were people that were constantly trying to go along with what people wanted and they wanted to speak and preach sermons that will, that will please their ears and they, they refused to hear what God was wanting to do. They refused to hear his voice and actually, you know, yield to his power. They were constantly too worried about the agenda. They were worried about themselves and God tried and, and people prayed and they, they, God tried to fix it because God loves people but you know what he just had to say hey hey just like he's just like Jesus said to the church in Ephesus in Revelations 2 5 I think it is he said you know what if you don't repent I'm gonna have to take your lampstand from you I'm gonna have to do it and not because I don't love you but because I'm ready to do something in the earth and I need people that are willing to hear my voice in this season. God is just wanting for you to be willing. He, are you willing? I, guys, just look, look at me. That's a joke. I can barely speak English, you know? I was not raised in the church at all, like world, world. I got saved when I was 18. I mean, have, I'm a misfit. Amen. But God is just wanting willingness. He said, in your weaknesses, my power is made strong. And so I don't know who you are today, but God has a plan and a purpose in your life. Stop listening to what people are telling you. Stop he hearing what your feelings and thoughts tell you that are the reasons why you shouldn't be used. Because he just wants somebody that's willing. He's looking, he's searching to, to and fro in this room tonight.